Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Boardroom Podcast, episode 69. And you might be wondering, who are these ugly bastards? Who are these men <laughs> who turned into boys? Yeah, I was going to say, this is uh, Luke and Ross circa 2012 or Mate, something. It's, yeah, it's, it's strange. It's, it's hard looking at myself in the mirror, but... It's for a good cause. It's all for a very good cause. We are supporting Movember, and that's basically it. We are going to be growing out our tash for some cash. Let us know in the comments, who do you reckon right now, out of me or Luke, is going to grow the most raucous tash? Yeah, it could be... I'm back. I'm going to go a bit mental, I reckon. I'm going for like, a little handlebar guy, I reckon. You're going handlebar? Yeah, I think so. A little like Guy Fieri. Yeah, like, I think I might do a little matter. But, yeah, link in the description to get involved. Donate if you can. It's all going to a good cause, um, helping men's mental health, which is a, a big topic. Kind of goes in and out of the news. Yeah, but, yeah it should it be sort of gets yeah. spotlighted when something big or bad happens. And then it sort of fades away. So yeah. it's important that we do take initiatives like this to support it. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you do want to get involved or help donate, anything would be really appreciated we know it's a tough time at the minute cost of living but if oh, yeah, you can spare a couple quid or 50p yeah anything whatever, is good if we you will can't, shout out everyone who does donate as well because uh, oh, i love that we do appreciate it and if you can't just share share the page more people more eyes that's always a good thing always a good thing but yeah it's an important thing yeah so everything down below in the description and uh, that's how you can get involved let us know if you're doing it too because um yeah we would love to see some Come progress on, send us your moustaches boys you can keep up with us obviously if you are subscribed or follow along on our instagram or tiktok page whatever you want mate We're, we are everywhere today we are going to be turning our eye predominantly to a team who are very much imploding from the inside out. So about Man United, they lost 3-0 on the weekend to their blue rivals. And yeah, it's just not looking good for them. I was saying that we've gone back to circa 2012. Man United fans, they'd love to go back to 2012. But yeah, 3-0 loss against local rivals Manchester City. And honestly, 3-0 doesn't even do the game justice because the game was levels. Like, Man United look so out of their depth i i i can't remember in recent history a more one-sided manchester derby than this one yeah it was yeah the scoreline sort of didn't reflect the they could have had the so many of the more game. goals yeah man united just offered nothing absolutely nothing and coming into the game no one was expecting them to beat city but city weren't on the best run of form and you know, I mean, obviously, Rodri being out for a part for, for yeah. that was part of it. But City were there for the taking if, if you sort of went at them a little bit. And last season, Man City were better and Man United won the game 2-1. Yes, there was a dodgy decision with that um, Rashford goal that should have been offside. But Man United have history of going toe-to-toe with the best Man City teams when they look like massive underdogs. They play on the counter well and they always seem to catch City cold sometimes. But this time, the first half, um, Ten Hag was like, oh yeah, we played okay, the um, the game plan went to plan. And then the second half, he made some subs that didn't really work. We'll talk about the subs in a bit, but I just I didn't even think the first half was that good. Yeah, they had a few um, clear-cut chances. Hodgland, I thought, was actually quite good. But it's just levels, and like I don't know, there is a lot of injuries in that Man United team, and we'll go on to kind of talk deeper about the squad but yeah I just 
I was it was just a stark difference in terms of like just quality all over the pitch. Yeah, I think what we'll talk about in a minute, we're gonna cut away to a nice little tier list of the Man United team, but there's a lack of quality in this Man United team. Massively. And it's really coming down on Ten Hag now because he has had the opportunity to bring players in. He's made big decisions in sort of removing Ronaldo from the squad and Jaden Sancho yeah. as well the way that he's been treated. Um, apparently, after the game, he made the Man United team sit in the changing room in silence listening yeah. to City celebrating. I, it's screaming of a man who's desperate for an idea. Yeah. And maybe he should just go back to Ajax where he knows his thing. Because they're in desperate need. Because they're in well. desperate need. But yeah. Is it time for Ten Hag to go? You're quite a big give him time guy. Yeah, I mean... How much time can they afford him? Well, we did a manager tier list ranking earlier in the season. Right at the start of the season, yeah. And we... Well, I didn't. You and uh, the boys from Corridor, Corridor put Ten Hag in. Get him Sat by October. Yeah, which is now gone. It is, but perhaps the premise might be there because if things don't turn around soon... It is going to be... It's going to... The questions are being asked already. They are. But the problem is, who is out there to replace him? Mm. Who's going to want to come to this sort of club where they don't know whether they're being sold, whether they're going to stick with the Glazers, yeah. where there's all this controversy going on behind the scenes? Well, did you hear the Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher like, argument post-match mm. where like um, Gary Neville constantly wanted to bring up the kind of ownership debate and he was like refusing to really talk about the match and Jamie was like, no, yes, the ownership situation is a problem but a lot of clubs have ownership issues looming but there's still like a job for a manager to make that team coherent regardless of what they're saying about the Glazers they've put in loads of money they spent ridiculous amount of money in the, over the last few seasons Ten Hag has been backed he's been able yeah. to bring in players he's bought in Casemiro he's bought in Martinez Hojland for like 60 million 80 million whatever it was Anthony as well He's had uh, Jadon Sancho there, who's like an £80 million player when he was brought in, and he refuses to try and make it work. And him. you see how quickly the narrative around ownership changes when the manager gets a tune out of his team. Spurs, all the fans were coming for Levy. They were like, how can you let Harry Kane go? You bring a manager with no sort of credential. But Andrew's got the team playing. The ownership kind of um, fire has calmed down. Arteta, everyone at Arsenal was coming for the Cronkies. He gets Arsenal team playing and that kind of dies down. So if Ten Hag... Football is a very... It's a fickle, fickle game. Fickle game. So Things if Ten change. Hag did get this kind of Ajax style that he was brought in to do, gets that work in, gets some results. Like after they won the Carabao Cup, he was bloody the best thing since sliced bread. But now it's got a bit... There were people saying who had a better season than Arsenal or Man United. That exactly. was a big narrative. Happened and now it's season. got a bit... Bleh. They're coming for him. They're coming for the ownership. So it is very fickle from the United fans to just not blame Ten Hag, go straight for the ownership. The ownership is obviously a problem. But if Ten Hag gets the team cooking, the picture is a lot brighter. And so my issue, yeah, we can talk about um, the Glazers till the cows come home. But that isn't like something that's here and now. That's something that no football fan can really get involved in because that's 
that's billionaires talking about billionaires. The whole the whole narrative about like like what you said is bang on about Gary Neville. He's constant with the Man United fans. They just anytime anything happens on the pitch, a poor performance, it it's just oh eyes on the Glazers. Yeah, and I get it. It's a, it is an issue. Yeah, but you've got teams like. Aston Villa your teams like Brighton who get far less funding from their owners 100%. who have to let go of their, their best players every season who are performing better yeah Const- not, not just not just over a short period of time but over the last few seasons and I don't care how bad the Glazers are you can't complain about them as much as they do when you're getting a billion every two years it, you would think as well yeah like Man United fans would realise that they're not the club that they were under Ferguson. Mm. They're not going to win the, se- the the title easily every season. Exactly. It's not, nothing's guaranteed anymore. And I know they want to compete, but they have competed. They had a second place finish uh, with, with Jose. Sol- yeah. uh, with, was it Jose or Solskjaer? I know Jose definitely got a second. Didn't they ha- they won a, Euro- well. Euro- a European trophy with uh, Jose. Yeah. They won a they won a Carabao Cup. I know they had they had a few seasons out of Champions League. But for me, they've had investment. They've had, they literally bought in Ronaldo. Exactly. Ronaldo. Do you know what I mean? They spent 80 million on Harry Maguire. Yeah, it's not... They, they the... spent 100 million on Paul Pogba. Maybe it, it like is. This, this, these are... Play, these, they're getting players in. Yeah. The players they wanted, they're getting in. They spent 100 million on Paul Pogba, yeah? Yeah. How much they spent on Lukaku? Yeah, probably is about this, 60, The Glazers are bringing players in, yeah? Yeah. And perhaps I'm sort of like negligent of sort of what the bigger issue is mm. maybe I don't truly understand it because I'm not a Man United fan but for me from an outside perspective like maybe you need to be looking more towards the manager now because Solskjaer was getting you more results than Ten Hag that's what it's, I'm saying you know what I mean like, I totally agree I think <laughs> there's like levels of issues because I see a lot of United fans com- complaining about like oh yeah we get investment in the squad but Old Trafford's falling apart. The you saw Ronaldo come out and say that the training grounds like old is got like no um, modern kind mm. of machinery or whatever. So I know that they're complaining about that, but that's got nothing to do with kind of on the pitch what Ten Hag is getting these guys to do, and that's like bigger picture. We're talking about game to game management of this squad, and Ten Hag is the only one that can get a critique on that because he's the one that signed all the players since he's been here like there's no no doubt about it that like at to- um at Chelsea the signings are made by like Todd Bowley Todd Bowley and then Maurizio Pochettino just got to deal with who's coming in with Ten Hag he's had final say on these signings because there's no chance that he got forced to sign Anthony. Anthony is a guy from the Eredivisie where he was. He played under him at Ajax. He wanted that guy. Same with Lissandro Martez. Same with um, Malassia. Casemiro is the only one I'm kind of like, oh, maybe that was just like the big staple signing. Mason Mount, I saw that when Mason Mount was in the Eredivisie at Vitesse or wherever he was, I think it was Vitesse, Ten Hag wanted him then, so that's why they signed Mason Mount. Hojland, apparently Ten Hag's agency is like manager of um, Hodgland's manager or something I don't know he's so, getting his players in so he's getting his players so as much as there's bigger picture issues Ten Hag also needs to come under fire when it's not working one thing I want to say is that when I was sort of giving Ten Hag's grievances I was saying give me a little bit of time May Knight have been unlucky with injuries this season agreed they've I mean they lined up in the Manchester derby with Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire so, Harry Maguire to be fair so to bad. him 
Put in a very good performance the week before. Yeah. Yeah, him and Onana saved that game, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And Onana, Onana was actually good this game. Onana's been looking better. We'll talk about him in a minute, yeah. but for me, I, that's what I was given. I was given the grievance that, I mean, they lost Luke Shaw. That's massive. They lost Aaron Wambasaka. Yeah. Diego Dallo, I thought was all right. They lost Martinez. They lost Ferran. Um, they had Casemiro get a red card um, in the Champions League. They've had Mason Mount out for the beginning of the season. Hoslin was yeah. out for the beginning of the season. They've had the whole thing with Anthony out as well. They have had issues. Yes. But, You've got. They've spent however much money they should have that depth to be able to uh, fulfil a second team. Agreed. I mean, I saw. Um, was it Don Robbie uh, on DR Sports? I think saying, "Is there any team in the league, maybe apart from Liverpool and City, who have a better number two striker than Arsenal with Eddie Nketiah?" Mm. Because I look at Man United, people didn't want to talk. About I look it. up. I look at Man United, yeah, and I say, if Hojbjerg's injured. Rashford's not doing it. Rashford. Rashford's too focused on. We could have a discussion about uh, one Marcus Rashford in a minute. But. Apparently, I saw his main United fan saying um, he only plays well when he's with his girlfriend, and then like him and his <laughs> girlfriend keep breaking up, and now he's like too focused on like clarting models. <laughs> Apparently, he was out nightclubbing, which oh. I don't care about. Like you can nightclub yeah, if, you if you win put or it you on, lose. You put a performance in the. Yeah, but you got to play. But yeah, he 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 just seems to go through purple patches. Anthony Martial, what's the point? Yeah. Um. Why are they still paying his wages? I, I don't know. Like, yeah, there's questions to be asked. It is what it is. Before we move on to the... We've got a little keep or sell of the Man United squad. We're going to clear house. We're going to take some names. So stay tuned for that. But before we do that, I want to talk about right at the end of the game when Bruno Fernandes just ran around for five minutes trying to break ankles. And then Anthony came on, kicked out uh, Doku... And then started throwing his toys out the pram when Doku squared up to him. Is there a more unlikable duo in the Premier League than Bruno Fernandes and Anthony? There I are some bad people in the Premier League. There is. There's 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 a lot of dodgy people. But in the unlikable. Premier. Yes, I think he. They are very much up there. Anthony, what I think you've written here. Bruno and Anthony are petulant children. Petulant is the word. He come in, he come in, off the bench, and there was a point earlier in the game where I think the camera panned him on the bench, and one of the commentators was like, "Yeah, um, oh, he doesn't look happy that he's not on the pitch." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, fair enough, because he's a footballer; he probably wants to play." Yeah. But then he comes on the pitch and he gets done by a Doku, and then he just swings his leg up. Mate, like, such a, an aggressive kick. I'm out not being as funny, well. yeah, but like it's off the ball. There's no intent yeah. to play the ball. Why is that not a red card? I'll back it. If you just walked around the pitch, yeah, and just booted someone... And if Doku didn't square up to him after and they went head-to-head, I doubt he'd even got a yellow for that. Yeah, no, exactly. And it, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. You're, like, I know you're frustrated, but you're, at the end of the day, you're also a grown man. Yeah. Brother, stop dyeing your hair, yeah? And, like, focus... I sound a bit like a Graham Sooners, <laughs> aren't I? Yeah. But, yeah, like, it, it's, it is mad. And Nah, he's a pagan. And Roy I, Keane calling for... Um, Bruno to lose the captaincy. I back it. For me... All he does, yeah, is off the... Like, when they're losing, he just runs around his spaces to make it look like he's working yeah. on... All he does is walk around... I, I can't remember who said this, but he just walks around, like, waving yeah. his arms trying to get the... He's so obviously, technically, the best player they have, but he's such a luxury player. He Like, if the, like, tides are tough... Tides are tough? If the times are tough, if the tides are turning against United he ain't that guy he's not gonna get everyone round 
get the vibe up and I kind just, of, he's I, just gonna moan and cry and be a little batty and i think captains i'd rather have probably luke shaw yeah um i'd rather have varan varan's a shout probably even rather have martinez yeah i'd rather have casemiro yeah uh i'd rather have scott mctominay yeah i'd rather have even marcus rashford probably yeah there's a lot of people i'd have over him. like uh, genuinely he maybe needs to I think he's just he's just a, such a stalwart for that team he's yeah. just such a shoe in that he doesn't have to like he knows he's gonna be the first name on that team sheet every game yeah and they've got a similar problem with him now that they did with Harry Maguire because he's captain they refuse to ever substitute him when that game he was doing nothing you could sub him off and it wouldn't have been a problem but because he's captain you, you've got to leave him on but and obviously he's very good but on that game he started out on the right like right wing and that's a Ten Hag problem I'm glad you brought that like, up what are you doing Ten Hag refuses to sub Rashford off when he's playing shit and then when he does he moves Bruno out onto the wings he still bring he brought Hodgson off who I thought there was a best outfield player before he ever considered taking off Marcus Rashford so yeah he's I don't know Ten Hag, I think is. I think he's scrambling. I think he's yeah, he's lost it. He's lucky that the next couple of fixtures they got are pretty light. I can't remember who they are. They got like Luton. They got Newcastle tonight. To be fair, which is a bit of a yeah. sticky one. But yeah, they got light fixtures after that in the Prem. But yeah, I. He's a man at scrambling, and I do worry for him. The problem is as well, he's not likable enough as a manager or like a person yeah. to uh, be able to carry himself on that. Like Ange, if he loses a few games in a row he'll probably get away with it because Spurs yeah. fans know but we, we're yet to see like you say you've been saying this all season as well Man United are yet to dominate a game under Ten Hag I'm yet to see like maybe the, you said the Carabao Cup performance against Newcastle yeah. uh, last year and here we that, are again but that wasn't that wasn't dominant no I'm yet to see them blow a team out of the water yeah. they've played Burnley this season and made Burnley look like a prime boss and Sheffield United the two worst teams I've seen in the Prem for donkey's years and they've struggled against both of them but yeah, yeah, they've got a result. Let's um, we're going to cut to us, and we're going to be uh, ranking the um, May United squad. Keep or sell? Bash. We're back. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, we're moving on to discuss Chelsea, another team who are somewhat struggling. Somewhat, they are struggling. They are, but they had a little bit of a resurgence where Chelsea were back. Chelsea had a good performance. Chelsea beat Fulham. Then they had like a two-two draw with Arsenal. Chelsea back, and they're not mate. Nah, yeah, I I fully said during the Arsenal Chelsea game, I was like, they look good. They were playing us off the park. I did say that we were off it and maybe made them look good, but I did think that the passages of play were good. I think what was an issue this game is they brought Nico Jackson, Nicholas Jackson, in. yeah, Nicholas Jackson back in, and I d- I don't know if Enzo's got an injury. But he wasn't playing. So they play- went back to kind of like a midfield. How they were at the beginning of the season. Or and it wasn't very good. Nicholas Jackson, I don't know if I rate him. I, I-, I see things in him, but I'm like, oh, that'll work. Can but we go back to the, that, that, not that guy? That guy who, was it the guy or the woman who made a comment saying she oh, yeah, ra- the they would rather have Nicholas Jackson at Harden because Nicholas Jackson does things Jesus off the ball. Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to re retweet that. Mate, how? What is. So bad. Honestly, yeah. But Twitter is just you, like an engagement you should not, now. Before you step on TV, before you step on YouTube, t- TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, before you step you step on any platform that will allow you to be heard, you must be verified in some sort of way, validated by some sort of footballing committee because coming out with shit like that, all you're doing is putting everyone's name in the bin. Yeah. You're ruining the football for everyone. You're ruining it. It's like, you know, the geezer that sits in the car, it's like, I could be better than Neymar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe Messi. good. Yeah, but yeah. I'm probably on the same level as him. Yeah, but yeah, Chelsea not so great. That's um, good for Brentford though. That's three wins in a row. They're the first team ever to win their first three games. At they've Stanford won Bridge. more games at Stamford Bridge than Chelsea this year. That's mad. That's nuts. That is mad. A billion dollar boy team, club yeah. Chelsea man, like it, it's mad. It. Chelsea fans, let us know what is not cooking about this team because some games you're hot, some games you're cold. Is it more than a striker issue? Like if you get, I've seen there's links with Ivan Tony. I've seen that you're keeping track of Oshimen. Is it like once you get one of those big name killers up top, you're all good? I'm seeing them linked with goalkeepers as well. Yeah, Aaron Ramsdale. Aaron Ramsdale's being linked. Which is mental because they've gone through Mendy, Kepa, maybe Sanchez and then Ramsdale. It's mess. It's no stability. And as much as I like Ramsdale, he'd come in. I don't think he's... He's not not the solidity. Yeah, he's not like a... Big solid like Thibaut Courtois. And they Allison. need they need stability in that team. It's a it's a lot of I was gonna say unknown quantities, but it's not. We know what Enzo is about. We know what Casado is about. Yeah. We know what Cole was about. Yeah. We know what Rich James is about. Is there something that's not working? He's enough one, Rich James. I came for him when I said that he's he's made out of paper mache and he can't get a shouldn't be captain. How is your captain like the geezer that's most injured in your team? I just like that he is good when he's not injured. Yeah, but like I just wouldn't. Oh, I just I said I said this on Twitter. Let me know if right or wrong. If you're building a squad right now to challenge for the title, are you taking Ben White or Reese James? And you've got to take into account their injury record. Yeah, I mean if you're if you're literally just taking it as it is, then yeah, if you're play if you're taking, it's got to be Ben if White. If it's like a one if, game, if you're, if, if you're talking 38 games and you can't yeah. get injured, Reese James, no doubt. Yeah, no, I'm talking but, about a season. Realistically, we live in the real world here. Exactly. We know Reese James is going to miss half those games. Yeah. I mean, I looked at how many games of football he's actually played. It, it, he's had like, I think he's made like 14 England appearances for like a generational right back. That's, yeah. that's terrible. It's so bad. And, like, he He's played like 100 games. Yes, he is England's best right back. But yeah, if you wanted one game to build a squad, you'd have Reese James in there. But yeah, if you're challenging for a title over a whole season... He's not that guy. And I think Chelsea need to come to terms with the fact that he's not that guy. Should we sack off Chelsea? Mate, he's made 100 appearances for Chelsea since 2018. Mate, we are about, we are on the cusp of 2024. So, yeah, that's seven seasons and teams average 50 games a season. Mate, I think Odegaard made like 60 appearances for Arsenal last season. Yeah, so say, yeah, say if we do 50 times seven, that's 350. So he's not even doing a... He's doing not even a third. To be fair to him... He did spend the 2018-19 uh, season on loan. So, but since 2019, that's not a lot of appearances. That's I'd like, say he's playing a third of games. That's not good enough. Not for your captain. No, not at all. So Chelsea, striker issue, is that a problem? Reese James, is that a problem? Do you know what Goalkeeper, I think? is that I a problem? I look at them and I just think they're soft. They're soft. There's no fight in that team. I did see an interview with John Terry say that there's no kind of leaders in that team anymore. Mate, the only leader that I really look at in their team is uh, Thiago Silva. Yeah, agreed. I, I look, and when your only leader is like a guy that's 39 years old, yeah, he's quality. But like, come on. But you can't rely on that. Nah. But when you spent a billion pounds, exactly. Like you've got a midfield pivot, yeah, of Caicedo and Enzo, who are two of the most elite midfielders, not just in the Premier League, in the world. How are you not making that work? How are you playing Conor Gallagher and Cole Palmer as like you're like stuck in this box midfield? It doesn't mm. make sense. Make it make sense. Yeah. I know it probably would. It will look so much better when uh, Nkunku's back. 
Yeah, that's true. But you can't rest on your laurels with that. Like, they've brought in players to replace him after he got injured. Mm. Yeah, is it kind of a case of just waiting out the injuries? Like, they've got Wesley Fofana. When he comes back, is he going to solve some no, issues? No, but like, it, 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 you talk about waiting out for the injuries, but they've spent so, enough money that they should be able to compete with Brentford. Yes, facts, yeah. Fuck waiting. You should be competing with Brentford. Brentford have stunk it up for the beginning of the season. Where are they, yeah? Chelsea? They're like then, 11th in this league, 12th. Mate, That's so bad. Brentford were like were out of winning five or something. Yeah. But they went to their old stomping grounds mm-hmm. and absolutely battered Chelsea. So, yeah, I don't know. Brentford, I think, could be all right this season. Yeah, I think they're, uh, they I look think good. every team in the Premier League who's looking down are very fortunate that the three promoted teams are probably the weakest three promoted teams for a long time. Should we move on to that? We're going to do a little relegation discussion because there was a relegation six-pointer last weekend when for, what, Bournemouth... The, the team who we had given a lot of props to... I might have actually had them top half in my predictions in Bournemouth. But they actually got their first win of the season. That's how bad it's been. Um, 2-1 win against Burnley. It was a tight game. Burnley scored in the like, 95th minute to equalise. you bring your fantasy team? Mm. That's nuts. My fantasy's been so bad this year. Like, bad, bad. But I care more about the pod and growing moustaches than I do fantasy. <laughs> moustaches, man. But, um, yeah, Burnley scored in like the 95th minute to equalise, but it got ruled out with VAR. So that was lucky for Bournemouth. 2-1 win. First win under Iriola in the Premier League. Yeah, a manager who was under a little bit of heat. He was given a yeah. lot... A lot of leeway at the beginning of the season. I think what they're nine games without a win. Yeah, and I saw. I think this game, the owners from America came to watch. So you know when the the American owners come over, they're shitting themselves. They're like ready to pull the trigger. It, the, the problem is, so like, a good result was it, needed. It's only against Burnley though. It is only against Burnley, who are probably. I actually don't know if they're better than Luton. No, neither do I. I think Luton are the best of the promoted three. They're the only. I think they've got the best manager. Yeah, agreed. They've yeah. got the best manager. Burnley probably the best squad. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of people calling for Burnley to go back to their championship squad. Oh, okay. Drop a lot of the players that they brought in. Hmm. Um, will company make it to Christmas? Yeah, I don't know, mate. I don't know. Um, Bournemouth, I think, now that they're getting some players back from injury, um, some players back in form. Alex Scott. And they, I think, I could be wrong, they have one of the hardest fixture runs. They had to start a really league, difficult... Yeah. Right, so maybe wrong. now they can get a couple of victories back to back get the kind of morale up. yeah Alex Scott oh, he's so good yeah, Don his, his, his debut was a little bit rusty but he was out for quite a long time with injury he yeah, was, yeah. Dom Solanke's really good they brought in some really good names as well um, Justin Clivert that's yep. another Tyler name. Adams who's injured but yeah that's yeah, a Sinistera. good addition. yeah I think Bournemouth will be fine should we talk about the relegation battle as a whole I've yeah. got the bottom six here from 15th to 20th let's work our way down so Everton we, yeah Everton on 10 points oh, did you see their new their stadium oh, it's, like, like, ver- it's, like, it's literally vertical mate what scary wait if you score a last minute winner you're, you're not do you up. see the clip where it's, it's like horrendous. when Everton score a last minute winner it's like hell in the cell yeah. someone jumping off hell in the cell mate he's so it's funny vertical. it's scary like you you can't have old people up the top which there, is like not a make it to the polar top. opposite to their old stadium where it's like anywhere you sat you just blocked off yeah, by like a pillow but yeah they're doing well, mate. Dyche has got them playing a little bit of ball. They, they get them it. and Nottingham Forest are on ten points, fifteenth and sixteenth. How do you feel about those two? Are they going to get sucked in? I've included them in the bot, like this little screenshot of the bottom relegation battle. But are they a little bit clear? I think Forest were something like three points better off this season than last season. And Steve Cooper said he's much happier with his squad this season. Yeah, and I would be as well. Last season there was calls to get rid of Stephen Cooper when. Um, 
the vibe wasn't great. So this season, yeah, I don't know. Their squad is much better this season as well. And their runner form is four draws and two losses. So that's not awful. They're not. They're hard to beat. They're not losing a lot of games. Yeah. yeah. Like all these teams here, I'm seeing a lot of red. But there's only two reds in the last six, which is yeah, and hard to beat. Yeah. Their goal difference is minus five, whereas you go down to Bournemouth minus. 13, We're talking the yeah, double digits. Luton minus eleven. Yeah. Burnley minus seventeen. Sheffield United minus twenty. So we say in the Everton and Nottingham Forest currently, as we see it, are probably not super in the relegation battle. I wouldn't get too ahead of themselves, but. It, it, it can all, it can all go so wrong when yeah. especially when you look down and p- teams below you pick up a couple points yeah back to back weekends and you're not picking up anything then you can get a little bit Ooh. but um yeah I think Everton Deitch is just doing what he does yeah. like Everton Solid. are hard to beat but they're playing actually decent football Ducore's playing well mm. uh, Cavalier's back in the fold yeah they've got a couple of really good results which have caught me off guard but they beat they beat West Ham 1-0 on the weekend which is another good result That's yeah I didn't see that coming no neither did I um, but yeah Forest as well like we said it's a much better squad than they had last season I think mm. they're more difficult to beat this season which is what their record suggests yeah I would have hoped maybe that they'd be pushing on a little bit further than they were than they are at the minute yeah that's true I would like to see Awani started off the season quite hot and he's sort of faltered off a little bit yeah Morgan Gibbs-White I haven't really seen Similar, the yeah. level of performance that we saw last season player who really excited me was uh, Alanga I think yeah. he's come and he's done well yeah, Sangare is a really good player as well yeah Um. so for me uh, the team that out of like that bottom six I wouldn't want to play maybe Everton and Forrest pretty much don't even kill and that's what the table suggests yeah. Bournemouth I think I think they'll be okay I think if they they will beat Luton, Burnley, mm. Sheffield United in terms of picking up points throughout the season. Yeah, I, they will pick up points where these other teams won't. Yeah, and I think they'll be proven right to stick with Iriola. But in the long run, will it be better off to start with Gary O'Neill, who is absolutely doing wonderful things? Yeah, because of uh, can we just talk about Wolves for one second? Pedro Neto, man, it's so sad. I bought him into my fantasy, yeah. and I was like, he's going to be my little. He's going to cook. He's my gem. Yeah. And I watched it and he went to take that shot and it's had me so went. So bad. And I haven't looked at it, but I don't know how long he's out for. No, neither do I. But, but I saw that so Arsenal were going to swoop in for him in January and apparently we've changed our plans because of his like injury. I just... Oh, he was... He, Mate, when he's flying, I think he's like two clear on assists like he, top of the leaderboard already. He's one above Trippier. I think he's on like seven already, which is crazy. Uh, is, is he two ahead of... I think he's one ahead of Trippier. Because I know he's one in that game. When they were playing Newcastle, um, Newcastle, yeah, yeah. there was like him and Trippier were both on five or six. Oh, okay. He got one in that game, which is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's crazy. He's he's unreal. But yeah, for me, Luton, Burnley, Sheffield United. Yeah, are we talking about the promoted three, the three that are going back down? Unless something changes. For me, Luton are actually putting on the best shine out of the three. Yeah, I think everyone thought the Luton were going to be down and out. But yeah, goal difference of minus 11 two draws three losses and a win in their last six isn't awful when you look at Sheffield United who are yet to get a win this season and Burnley who are five losses from six Luton look the hardest to beat and I don't know if that's just going to Kenilworth Road it's a bit of a unknown quantity for some Prem teams and they struggle but yeah Luton I'd say have got the best chances just keep doing what they're doing don't get too disheartened if they get a run of poor form you've got to kind of take that on the chin that is who you are as a club you're kind of out of your depth a little bit but you're doing well Burnley and Sheffield United a discussion needs to be had because these two teams are in trouble I've seen Sheffield United tweets saying that they're going to break the Derby record that would be hilarious 
I'm waiting. For, I just I want to see some big things this season. So yeah, if you want to break that record, do it. That'd be great. I agree. Right. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you like our bare faces. It's so weird. It is so I weird. Looking at these people staring back at me, and I'm like, who are they? It's grim. It is disgusting. But guys, if you do want to get involved and support our Movember campaign, a little bit of cash for Tash. Tash for cash. Tash for ga- gash. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> no, no, tash no, no. for cash. Um, then, yeah, everything you need to donate or just get involved will be down below. If you don't have uh, facilities to donate, you just if you want to share, it's greatly appreciated as well. Yeah. Eyes on the prize. Spread the word. Everyone's uh, getting involved. It's just it's a good thing to be a part of, and uh, we're very very excited to be supporting it. And you're going to see some extremely hilarious results come. Um, yeah, so keep keep uh, up to date with us. Make sure you do subscribe. The numbers are flowing. 10k by Christmas. 10k by Christmas. Come on. But yeah, guys, thank you very much for watching this. Be Bordeaux episode number 69, and it's live. Do you know in Four Lions where that guy it was like, how did you buy all these um, bleach? Bleach, and he's like. That's me when I went. I was logging into work this morning. Everyone was like team meeting. I was like, got to wear this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's live.